Cancel Birch. I'm Byron Chopek. I am Benjamin Santos Report. And it's time, time to party. party! This month's episodes about the 2009 Star Trek movie were recorded on June 13th, 2023. We are not doctors. We don't give medical advice. Please drink responsibly. Party two time. Party two time. Two time. Two party. Perfect. Party harder. For everyone. Both, yeah. Time three party. Yeah. It's Time to party 10. Party to the third degree. So guys, uh, we're talking about the 2009 Star Trek. That's right. The Star Trek they made again in 2009. Uh, (laughs) It seems like they were made. It was made. Like uh, you said it, like they made it again. Like they did it against all of our wills. Like we all. In 2009, I think aside from, you know, nerds like us, uh, a lot of people were like, "What? Why? With Kirk again? What? Huh? From the '60s? I wasn't. I <laughs> at the time, I I didn't recognize that this was a film until you guys <laughs> until he mentioned it. I'll be brutally honest. Well, okay. So I will say, so um, you know, what? I, I'll I'll save it for my education. Oh, okay. All portion, right. Because like I have a whole story. Well, then let's go ahead and dive right Trekkie in story. with you, then, Byron. Uh, what uh, What did you want to talk okay. about for this month uh, for entertainment? What What showed up in the movie for, that uh, caught your attention and made you go, "I want to know more about that"? So it's more of a per- so my my um all my in laws my 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 father in law my mother in law my brother in law is a really big Star Trek fan. Um, you know, my sister-in-law is a big Star Trek fan too. So like they, it's a family of Star Trek fans and like, I know nothing about Star Trek. Are you the black sheep Byron? I'm the black sheep for not knowing anything about Star Trek. <laughs> so, which is, I mean, fine that, you know, they, they don't hold it against me, but like they want, whatever one of the newer ones was coming out. I don't remember which one it was. Like it, it was one of the JJ Abrams ones. I don't know if it was the third one or the second one. Um, but uh, it was coming out, and they were showing it at uh, this movie theater called uh, Hollywood Cinema, which is out in the Chicago suburbs. Um, and they usually like they do big events for for there. They have like the the movie theater is really cool. Like they they if you've never been inside of it, they literally just like it's wall to wall memorabilia, like goofy stuff all over the place, and like they usually like to do big events, or at least they did back then. Um, and, uh, actually one of my, uh, one of my, uh, uh, friends, uh, Scott Potter, who unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago, uh, he was a big, he was a big proponent of doing a lot of these like big events and help kind of put some of them together. So one of the events was for one of the new Star Trek movies and, uh, they actually got, um, William Shatner to do a signing oh, wow. there. So like, so he was in the lobby doing the signing. So like none of us like my mother-in-law like loves William Shatner so she just she gave him a little hello and everything and he gave her a little wink back you know she didn't buy anything I told him I love Tech War because <laughs> <laughs> I figured it's some something that the only reason I know about Tech War is because there was a show on USA that came on after Monday Night Raw that so that's the only and I was, I was like well I guess I gotta watch Tech go. War now like. So, but, um, but yeah, so that got me to thinking about, as you, we mentioned, I think in the previous episode of, of, uh, William Shatner not being in this 
and the I guess the uh, of what I know, and I don't know all the the specifics, but I know, and I'm sure you guys can probably fill it in. But the specifics of like William Shatner, nobody in the cast, the original cast, and William Shatner get along at all. Mm-hmm. That's my understanding. And, yes. Yeah, like he was kind of standoffish, or or didn't really like interact with anybody else within the cast, and you know. You mentioned like Leonard Nimoy is actually in the movie, whereas William Shatner nowhere to be found. William in the movie. Shatner is like the band member that split off and tried to go solo. Uh, you know, he just sort of it seems like he burned a lot of bridges and you know became a little weirder later in his life as well. When we saw him there, I was kind of like, it is kind of like when celebrities at certain point like they all just look like wax figures in real life, like. <laughs> It's like he looked exactly the same, and he seemed like a nice, nice enough, you know, celebrity. He like, he didn't care that it was a new. He was just like, I'm getting my fifty dollar per yep. per signature, <laughs> or whatever exorbitant amount of money it was. But yeah, it was it was it was kind of weird to like like I was like, I was in the middle of this like Star Trek, and people were dressed up and everything, and I'm just looking around I'm like I don't know what any of this is. I, I, I didn't see the, any of the previous movies, so I went into that movie completely, like, blank. Oh, no. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I know it's who Spock is, and I know who Kirk is. And I and it was it was the one where they, they switched around, like, instead of, like, it was, like, wasn't there a death of Spock or something yeah. like that? Like, some, didn't Spock die in one of them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the whatever J.J. Abrams one they did where they reversed Oh, yeah, that was the, like, oh, no, oh, okay. the third one. The sequel to this one. Yeah, no, no, yeah it was the second one. Oh, okay. The into dark- darkness. Into darkness. Yeah, the dark. Yeah. Uh, into darkness one. Okay, so, so yeah, so I saw that one, and like I, but I barely. That's the only thing I remember of it was <laughs> it switched the deaths, and the rest of the time I was just eating chicken fingers and enjoying those. They were good chicken fingers. <laughs> so if, <laughs> I don't know what what anybody learned from any of this uh, rambling, other than William Shatner is not not anybody's nice list. Okay. So. Okay. I. We do have yeah. a dear friend of the show, uh, Stella, who will uh, no doubt have many things to say in defense of William Shatner. Um, and, you know, that she's entitled. Um, yeah. Well, like I said, he was like a wax figure when I saw him. He gave he gave my mother-in-law a very nice nod, that... even though she did not buy an autograph. So I think that goes there a long go. way to give somebody a yeah. freebie. Because normally, if I see people at autograph sites, I don't buy. I I just say something from their most obscure movie, <laughs> like Tech War. Because we were, at, like Tech War, or the time I saw, uh, the guy who plays Cuddy from The Wire, but he was there for like Walking Dead, his role in Walking Dead, <laughs> at the comic book convention, and I was just like, man, Cuddy, get away from those kids' moms. <laughs> <laughs> just run the boxing gym. Oh, that's delightful. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, as far as I hear, uh, Shatner's always been really good to his fans. And so it's good to hear that he was, you know, at least personable uh, for this oh, event. Yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting. Okay. Uh, Benton, do you want to go next or shall I go next? You can go next. Okay. Um, I had a bunch of different things that I thought of that I might want to talk about. Uh, including uh, survival kits, uh, convertibles, uh, aerophobia, training simulators. Uh, but what I settled on is parkas. Uh, 
I don't know why. Yeah, where did he get that parka? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so. Was it was it Stacey parka? In, it, I, I guess it was in that duffel bag that he pulled out of the the pod. Uh, but yeah, it's just this. They give you a big, parka. They give you a, parka with big gloves. Um, and then and then Spock also had a big floofy parka that he got from somewhere. Apparently, when when the Romulans maroon you on a on a planet to watch your your planet get exploded, they give you a just a dope jacket uh, to do it in. Um, yeah. So so Parka's yeah they got, they got a good swag team there. Yeah, really. <laughs> like the design scheme on the on that parka. In the future, they're gonna have great parkas. With the like, like the the spherical hood situation. You've had enough time and enough research to really understand how the wind velocity is going to mm-hmm. hit you. How you're going to back that. Listen, you guys went all all in on the Star Trek conversation for like a forty five minutes. You can contribute, and to I was Parkas, just like standing yeah. there patiently. Now I can contribute. Yeah, this is where I this is where I start to shine. <laughs> When we start talking about parkas, uh, so parkas. Uh, just I, I, just a quick skim through Wikipedia will tell you that parkas uh, come from a um, Inuit design. Uh, so this was a First Nations design here in in here in the great north of America. Um, they're also made in Greenland uh, by the people who live there, the First Nations folks of Greenland. Uh, although they're called uh, by a different name, uh, that's where we get the word anorak. Uh, so if your if your grandparents referred to parkas as anoraks, uh, there's there's a reason for that. Apparently, we just started using both words. <laughs> it was it wasn't it wasn't like go, it's like go back to bed. Yeah, no, yeah, a, <laughs> we don't call them that uh, anymore. And there doesn't seem to be a clear like <laughs> delineation as to why we started calling them anoraks as opposed to parkas there's i i wasn't able to spot any like clear reason why both words fell into common usage and it seems especially odd as anorak originally was defined as a beaded item worn by greenland women or brides so not a coat at all uh <laughs> or was it uh, like <laughs> Like in Greenland, you only get yeah, married in a coat. <laughs> it's like a coat it's, over the dress. It's cold there. You're going to need a coat. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's their part of their fashion sense and culture. But the, the <laughs> thing that weird? I thought was really interesting <laughs> is that it came into common usage uh, because of military parkas. Uh, so in the 50s hmm. uh, for Korea, uh, the, the U.S. military put forward two kinds of parkas that got put into common usage and would have been recognizable to, um, you know, anybody who had access to the news or, or film reels or whatever. Uh, and so the snorkel parka uh, and the uh, fishtail parka were two kinds of parkas that were issued by the uh, U.S. military and sort of popularized the style, which is really, um, it's interesting to think that that sort of, style of jacket didn't come around until that recently um in in our understanding uh and modern usage that it was sort of like this um i don't know localized garment for, until then it seems 
but yeah so parkas just just a super shallow dive it's odd to think that there was this gap in parka usage um yeah by the way for for listeners at home you can totally tell ansel is the one without kids because he had all this time to, <laughs> to really get in depth I on read parkas the wikipedia on parkas and did two other googles um <laughs> just so i wasn't gonna be all the way racist oh. when i brought it up <laughs> How about you, Benson? Oh, uh, what, what caught your fancy on this one? You know, one thing. This, this is this is really goofy now because I have an invention within the Star Trek oh, universe. Oh, even better! I, I love that. About. Okay, one thing I'm I always love is like that because Star Trek play, takes place in the future, and so you have events connected to like to real dates. Yeah, which is we, which is weird. Uh, it's super weird, and so I was thinking about like like the warp drive, the ability to like travel like far distances in space and so on and so forth. Which supposedly we're going to invent in less than 40 years. Yeah. Star Trek First Contact, which is a film that takes place around when we humans make First Contact, is set in April of 2063. Which doesn't seem far enough from now. (laughs) We have to get through World War III first, too, Mm -hmm. apparently. And a eugenics crisis, yeah. Yeah, that's messed up but yeah i always enjoy like all the hearing all the dates and stuff that are very weird and i know there's a lot of like jokes right now about there's an offhand reference in an episode to like oh the irish reunification of 2024 like next year yep. <laughs> there's quite a few irish people who are quite excited for that idea the, the best is when the best is when it's something that has not happened clearly where it's like like if you see like uh like escape from new york it's like new york oh yeah (laughs) 99 it's like well it's not yeah it did not that didn't happen like there wasn't didn't become a prison Mm -hmm. colony where people oh yeah i mean supposedly according to star trek in the 1990s there was a big eugenics war between genetically modified supermen taking over the world yep that's where Khan comes from I think another weird thing, too, is that in an episode recently of Strange New Worlds, they referred to the Second American Civil War, and they used footage from January 6th. That's how it's going to be remembered, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Also coming up next year is the Bell Riots. Oh, yeah, Bell Riots. Only, what, four, That's five years September away? September 2024. 2024? Okay, so... Yeah, basically. Is that where, yeah. like, people are just going to keep ringing bells outside of your door? So, the whole idea of the bell ride... <laughs> so you get annoyed? ...a little darkly funny, <laughs> is that um, cities begin building, like, little, like, like ghettos for, like, uh, homeless populations. Uh, like, these areas where they want them to, like, be shut off. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're gated, little poor communities away from the rest of society. While they were filming this episode in the 1990s, the city of Los Angeles proposed exactly that. Yeah, the Skid Row. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They're like, we had this whole idea thinking this would be like something too extreme for any any modern politician to actually want to try to do, and then actually trying to do it in Los Angeles while well, we're filming. Buddy Colvin tried to create Hamsterdam in, in Baltimore, and that <laughs> that worked out fine. <laughs> I mean, Ham- Hamsterdam was at least yeah. a semi good idea. <laughs> There's never a been for a paper bag Until for drugs. Now. and i wish the i wish the wire had some kind of time travel in it because then we would could go on that (laughs) 
unfortunately, with no time travel, can't talk about it on the show. I keep talking about uh, putting together uh, April Fool's episodes where we explain plot holes with time travel. So, like, mm. take a movie that doesn't already have time travel in it, and Ooh. then you go, okay, well, the only way that this could have happened... Way this could work... ...is if one yeah. of these characters time traveled. time traveled, yeah. Um, so, if you can find an episode of The Wire where the only explanation <laughs> is time travel, I don't think it's likely, since The Wire had such tight writing, but, you know, I'll put that challenge out there for you. There's, There's got to be a season five episode we could have easily... <laughs> Yeah, season, yeah, I thought season five also. Poor, poor season five. Benton, did we get? Did we let you get everything out before we started doing bits? <laughs> yes, yes, that's okay. Yes. What? Yes, it's absolutely okay. Hey, I did very I'm minimal research. Think... Two dads with small children came on this podcast at all. Uh, it's impressive the amount of effort that you put in. <laughs> the one thing that when you when you mentioned. Um... Uh, computer like simulator games I was thinking it would be really cool to do that simulator and you get to eat an apple like that's that's oh. your whole video game we just get to tell everybody else what to do while you're eating an apple cup, like yes. that'd be a, that would be my that'd be my perfect video game so like <laughs> next time the three of us get I don't together, have to press any buttons yeah <laughs> next time the three of us get together we need to find somewhere where we can play starship artemis uh which is a bridge simulator <laughs> game uh, and it's basically exactly that. Like you, the you you get to play as the crew they... of the spaceship, and everybody gets their own readout. Uh, except the, the captain, Do you... who doesn't get to push any yeah. buttons or or read any. Like the captain doesn't get to know anything. Uh, the captain just has to take everybody else's input and be like, "Yeah, uh, drive." that way i guess do they give the captain an apple or do you have to provide I think your you own have to apple? bring your own apple but i i feel like we can arrange this i could i could do that yeah yeah if we could do that if we could make my dream a reality my two dreams in life to eat an apple while telling somebody else what to do and then to get the covid 19 warnings on this podcast on spotify <laughs> my two goals in life if you want to join in the conversation uh you can uh <laughs> if you if you want to tell us how you think COVID 19 was it. in fact uh a hoax created by the one percent elite also we're not that that emperor trump will save us from in 2024 oh. <laughs> also this is not a live <laughs> podcast so please don't call us in Next week's episode yeah. about this instead. Uh, this is a pre-recorded call-in show from Mr. Show. Oh, Cross will be so mad. Find me online at Indecisionist on Twitter and at The Indecisionist on Instagram. Special thanks to April Moralba for our podcast art and to Marlon Longit of Marlon and the Shakes for our amazing theme song. This has been an Indecisionist production. You can find show notes and full transcripts of all of our episodes at Indecisionist.com. Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Woo! <laughs> we did it.